You know, I think there's a really broad range of um, issues and primarily because these companies are so small, is that, as I said, they just can't simply have expertise across the whole gamut. What we try to do with MDPP is, is to help them recognize where they don't have that expertise and trying to connect them to the people who do. Hello and welcome to the MTP Connect podcast. I'm Shannon Osrin. For this episode, we explore how ideas are translated to commercialized products through the work of the Medical Device Partnering Program. MDPP for short is one of our ready partners based in Adelaide. We are delighted to have Director Professor Karen Reynolds and Innovations Manager Stephen Blakeney in our studio today to discuss their program expansion across Australia. Also joining me is my co-host, MTP Connect's Ready Director, Jared Belcher. So uh, Karen, you've uh, been the Director of MDPP since 2008. For our listeners who aren't familiar with MDPP, can you tell us about what you do? Sure, so the MDPP is great, uh, effectively an ideas incubator program. Um, and it's designed to support uh, entrepreneurs, uh, small companies, existing companies who have um, ideas for new medical technologies or assistive technologies. Uh, the program really has three parts to it. So the first one is to try and facilitate partnerships uh, around that idea. So to put a group of experts around the idea who can help firstly understand it from a clinical perspective, to understand it from a technical perspective, and really then understand it from a commercialization and manufacturing perspective. So we put those experts around the idea. Uh, and if it's all starting to, to make sense, what the next stage of the program is to undertake a short piece of project work. So it's a 250 hour project. Um, which then will help de-risk the innovation. So it might be to develop a prototype or do some early stage um, clinical trials even. And the idea then is that, that the, the client who's come into the program has got something valuable that they can then take away, which will enable them to hopefully get some more funding or investment into the, the project or the product. The third element of the program is that we undertake a little bit of um, market research, commercialization type um, activity to, to really, again, support the, the entrepreneur or the client um, and help them move it forward. So for um, a program that has been running over a decade, I'm sure you have some great uh, success stories that you can share with us. So over the last 12 years, I think we've had um, around now 670 applications into the program. Um, obviously, not all of those have been all the way through the project st stage, um, but we've now done roughly probably approaching 100 projects. Um, and in fact, even those uh, organizations who don't make it into the project stage, we still try to make um, give them a little bit of help in terms of um, connecting them potentially. To, to other people who can help them or connecting them to funding schemes or even just trying to give them some feedback on where the idea could be, um, you know, perhaps change slightly or, or where there's um, competitors that, that uh, are, you know, potentially going to not allow them to get their product through to the market. Um, in terms of some successes, well, well um, I'll give you a couple of um, ones from 
uh, companies that we've worked with here in South Australia. So the first one is uh, Ostafix. Ostafix is an orthopedic um, company and they came to us asking us for some assistance in developing a new um, piece of uh, instrumentation to help during surgery. And this is surgery for a broken hip, broken femur. Um, we worked and helped develop a prototype to develop this, this piece of technology over the 250 hours. And then Ostafix came back to us and asked us to, to really help develop the, the product further. So we did some sort of follow-up type contract research work with them. Um, and really within a relatively short period of time, they were then selling that product um, on the market. And I think they're now selling it into 29 company uh, 29 countries globally so that's been a, a big success another uh, example which has come from one of the universities here in in south australia so in fact from the university of south australia uh, this was a project that had been developed by a phd student at that university and it's around cancer diagnostics um, the the project was around developing um, injectable magnetic traces which can then identify how far the cancer has spread. So they contact us really to try and help with the hardware side of things. Um, but through some of the discussions that we had in those expert roundtable workshops, um, we actually, I think the company realized that perhaps they should be looking more at the um, consumable part from the business perspective. So that the kind of business model was, was pivoted a little bit. But since going through the MDPP, the company, which was spun out of the university, has been, um, you know, doing some really or progressing really well. Um, and my understanding is that they are now um, they've secured probably almost five million of investment funding um, and um, some government grants. And they've been, you know, actually progressing really, really well. So that was a case of just connecting them, I guess, to the, the A, the the kind of technology experts who could help, but also just helping them rethink the business model and, and um, sort of moving forward with that. So a GP from Queensland who presented a, a great idea around a combined ophthalmoscope, dermatoscope and otoscope, which needed a proof of concept or a prototype device really to be able to raise that next round of investment. Um, and that was presented to us and we're now helping him work with a local South Australian manufacturer that works in um, as a group of optical engineers. Um, and they've really been able to help bring that idea to life. And we're just finishing up that project and then that one's going to go back and, and um, he's looking for investment now. We've had a um, clinician or a dental hygienist who was also a mum and had a child who had braces and was frustrated at the lack of a decent quality mouth guard to be able to play sports. So you get the high-end molded mouth guards that cost lots of money. Um, and when you've got braces, your teeth change so regularly that as soon as you've bought it, it's not, no longer fits. Or you get the really cheap ones that just don't provide the same level of comfort or protection. So she really came with an idea and no idea of if she, if she was going to turn this into a business or what the steps were she often says she doesn't know she when she first arrived she didn't know what a proof of concept device was people kept saying all these words and she just kind of um, got swept along with all of the enthusiasm and 
um, it was sort of weeks after she'd come that she was sat in this workshop with material scientists and um, all sorts of um, manufacturing and uh, IP experts. And now you listen to her and she she sounds like she's been doing it for years and she knows exactly what she's doing and she's done all the branding and the, the product looks great. So that's launching next year. Um, we also have a project that's come from researchers, which is around a um, point of care test for preeclampsia. Um, they, they developed the, the biosensors um, and we've helped them to sort of turn that into a device that they'll be able to use for clinical trials. Um, and then also work through some of the, the market um, opportunities with them as well. It's quite a large ecosystem to get a product to market and the MDPP has just launched the online capability directory. So can you just give us a little bit more information about how it helps build Australia's manufacturing capabilities with a large focus by the federal government on advanced manufacturing at the moment? Sure. So, I mean, I guess the idea behind the capability directory is that over the last 12 years that, that MDPP has been operating, you know, we've built a, a pretty large database and network of organisations and they, they go across research organisations, clinical and healthcare organisations, manufacturing organisations, service providers. Um, and really, we wanted to make that, that database or that network more widely available. Um, so we've built this capability directory that really, when we launched it, we launched it with, um, I think, 2,600 organisations listed in there. And you can search through them. So you could, if you're looking for, for example, a, you know, a healthcare organisation in a specific area of, of medicine in a particular state, you should be able to find it. Um, and so the idea is that it's, it's helping the industry to connect so it can find organisations that it might need. And, you know, certainly through the, the last 12 months and, and through COVID, there's been, um, for example, when we were looking, do we need to be able to manufacture new ventilators? And, and do I need to find a, a plastics manufacturer who can do a specific piece of um, work to develop a part of a ventilator, for example? Those kind of questions... I think it's really important that there is a searchable database. It allows connections not just to people you know, but connections across the borders, across into different states. And so the, I guess the other important thing about that database is it's not static. So we've designed it so that any organization can actually list their own organization onto the database with their um, relevant expertise. Uh, they can update any listings um, and so it, it is, it's a dynamic and organic kind of process that should enable, you know, it eventually, hopefully, we can list all the relevant um, organisations across the country. Building on that, you're mentioning that it is national. So can you uh, tell us a little bit about how Ready Funding is helping MDPP go national? Sure. So um, MDPP originated here in South Australia. It's been funded by our South Australian government really over that whole period. Um, we last in 2019, we um, took the program into Victoria um, and we were fortunate to get some funding from Launch Vic to do that. Um, of course, with both South Australian and Victoria funding, it has meant to date that we've always needed to ensure um, a focus on those two states. Now with the ready funding, that's allowing us to really open the doors 
nationally. So we will accept, um, you know, applications into the program from from anywhere across the country. We will hopefully try and involve manufacturers from across the country, you know, potentially connect research organisations and clinical organisations from across the country. Um, in terms of what it will actually um, tangibly do is it will allow us to effectively double the amount of um, projects and, and assessments that we're doing currently. So hopefully from that perspective, we'll be supporting more um, entrepreneurs and, and companies across the country. So we we, we touched on manufacturing capabilities, but uh, Ready deals with workforce skills capabilities. So can you tell us about how Ready activities will be uh, running in MDPP? Yeah, so I guess uh, Ready Ready, the idea is, as Karen mentioned, that we're really building on the, the, the current program and being able to work on this uh, goal that we have of being able to uh, make Australia the fastest country to take a medical device to market. And a lot of the inquiries we get, so a lot of the people who approach the program are, could be clinicians um, or researchers, and a lot of them don't have the sort of in-depth commercialization experience that's required. A lot of them um, really come to us with just an idea. Some, some do have a, a more of a business around it, but a lot of that early stage is really a bit of mentoring around how you form a business around that idea. So directly with the people who um, make an inquiry, a lot of a lot of that sort of coaching on future plans. And um, we also will look to run, so we have sponsors with the program. So through some of the advertising or the, the webinars and the seminars that we'll do over the, the next um, period with the ready funding, we'll really look to leverage on some of the experience, not only internally, but also with some of those partners and provide some both success stories and the war stories from those people who've come through the program, but also um, give those people an opportunity to, so some, so for example, the patent attorneys or the manufacturers that we've worked with over those 12 years to give some of their um, feedback on how they see, particularly in that startup space, the, the um, some of the learnings that could be really useful. And uh, as an innovations manager at MDPP, are you focused solely in um, Adelaide or do you work across Australia to help roll out this next element? So we already do receive some inquiries from interstate. We do look at, I mean, there's a mixture of, depending on what the inquiry is, often at the moment we've been, um, we'll divide up by geography, but we're looking at in the future, we'll, as we bring more innovations officers on, it gives us a great opportunity to diversify the skills of our innovations managers and our innovations officers. And that means that we can really look at tailoring each inquiry based on the skill set of the innovations manager. So as you can imagine, we get a huge variety. It's, it's fascinating, but it's really hard to be an expert in all areas. This really gives us an opportunity as we scale the program to become more in-depth experts in our specific fields. Also, uh, MDPP have the ideation workshop. So can you just give us a little bit more uh, detail about uh, who they're for, what's covered in these uh, fantastic uh, programs? So the workshop really is a part of our application process that often people come to the program thinking that they want the, the 250 hour project and workshop 
people don't necessarily understand the value of it at the start of the process, but everyone who ever goes to a workshop says it's such a, an important part of their process because it's really difficult for startups um, and innovators to really be able to bring together such a wide variety of expertise. And we're very fortunate the programs have been running for 12 years and we've got some great connections with manufacturers and uh, clinicians and a whole host of really great experts who are really invested in making Australia better at innovation and um, more cohesive. So the idea of the workshop is that we tailor the attendees around the idea and what we see as the gaps or potential um, additional knowledge that they could be able to get out of that workshop. We have two hours um, the company or the um, applicant presents their idea and then it's really a, a, just a question and answer session. We've had so many companies where some of those clinicians in the room have gone on to be their key opinion leader and really helped them to develop that product. And often um, inventors don't realize, and I think medical devices is so different to other startups where you really do need your, your clinical key opinion leaders to be able to progress a product. MDPP, we work such an early stage with these companies that when they finish, when they finish the program, it's not the end. There's so much more work to do and we wanna make sure that we give them just a, a really good opportunity to to lead on from that. Karen, I wanted to touch on uh, some of the skills gaps or experience gaps, as we also call them, that you're seeing in the medical devices sector at the moment. Yeah, sure. So um, it's something that I think we're quite mindful of. And, you know, particularly the, the kind of companies that we tend to work with at the very early stage of the very small kind of startup space. And so they they really have firstly limited resources in-house. Um, and so, you know, by, by virtue of that really cannot be expected to have all the skills and knowledge that they need. So, so you know, we, recently we uh, had a meeting with a number of our um, industry colleagues and we, we talked to them and said, you know, what, what are the things that you believe are missing in your your um, team, you know, in your workforce, and the answers were really broad and varied. And I guess they there was quite a lot of response around, um, you know, manufacturing processes and, and regulation and compliance. So um, particularly things like ISO one three four eight five. So you know, I think there's a there's a need there for those very early stage companies to understand better or have better processes to go through those kind of you know really important stages but also there was there was response around um, just upskilling from a technical perspective so for example there's an awful lot of discussion now almost every project we see starts talking about uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning and so on and so forth and yet you know it's it's actually quite an advanced technology and really understanding the nuances of that, I think is really important. So, you know, I think some of that more technical um, uh, upskilling is probably uh, important for some. 
Um, and you know the other the other area that some of the companies talked to us about was actually you know they they potentially come from a different industry so they may have been working in automotive or you know some other um, some other sector and really just trying to understand some of the I guess the more um, uh, physiological or biological type of um, elements to some of these ideas, I think, is is quite challenging for some. So, you know, I think there's a really broad range of um, issues, and primarily because these companies are so small, is as I said, they just can't simply have expertise across the whole gamut. We try to do with MDPP is is to help them recognise where they don't have that expertise and trying to connect them to the people who do. We, we also find that uh, cybersecurity challenges can also be a major skill that is not necessarily carried through. Do you also see that in your um, alumni? Yes, absolutely. I think cybersecurity is, is really important. Um, and, you know, more and more, obviously, everything is is becoming digital. Um, and, you know, even the sort of hardware devices that tend to be connected um, digitally. So cybersecurity, interoperability, so that we can get, um, you know, so not everything is proprietary and, and, and we can actually get these devices talking to each other. Uh, just data management more broadly. I think there are a whole load of kind of digital type challenges. And again, you know, it's really trying to connect the um, the small companies or the entrepreneurs to those experts that can help them go through these processes. Uh, is there just one piece of advice you could give to emerging entrepreneurs about how to get their product and achieve that lofty goal that you have to be the fastest country to take the medical device to market? I guess probably don't be too um, afraid to share your ideas and I'm not saying to give away your ideas but just to share them so that you can maximize resources from outside so that other people can be prepared to come in and help you. Um, as a small person or an entrepreneur you can't know everything so you need to be prepared to talk to other people, um, share some of your ideas and try and get that expertise in to help you. Great and how has COVID impacted MDPP and also what changes have you seen with the uh, number of companies that the small startups that you're working with and, and their approach to tackling COVID and the challenges that that represents? Yeah, COVID's been an interesting experience um, and for any number of reasons, as everybody would realise. Um, in terms of actually the number of applications into the program, um, I think we have had fewer than perhaps we would have done. Um, and partly some of that's because, you know, some people have been, and particularly the clinical community, have been um, sort of, I guess, slightly distracted. Uh, having said that, we've had probably applications from people who were um, sitting at home trying to think how they might try and address some of the challenges thrown at us by COVID. So, you know, the applications have probably been a little bit different to what we might have expected. I guess in terms of the projects, that, that's been slightly challenging. And if you're trying to undertake a piece of technical work and the supply chain is disrupted, that's causing issues. So there's been delay in receiving some of the components or hardware that we might need. Um, and of course, then, you know, in Victoria, they've had a, a lot of issues and particularly with some of the labs being closed. So it has impacted. Um, but at the same time, we have managed to carry on a lot of the work 
particularly through just online um, hook, hooking up and uh, you know a lot of our expert roundtable workshops that we run we've managed to run online um, and they've been really good and it means that in fact we've brought in experts from I guess further afield than perhaps we might normally have done so it's actually I think we've we've benefited in some ways from um, being forced to undertake some of these uh, in an online sense. Will those changes be sustained? Are, are people more willing to accept a round table with people on, on the Zoom call so you can get expertise from either overseas or around Australia that aren't as readily available to come to a face-to-face -face meeting? Well, absolutely. And I think with, you know, with the ready funding and going national, I think, you know, it's a great time for us to try and um, make those uh, roundtables um, online because then we can bring in experts from really from across the country. So the best place for our listeners to find out more about MDPP and the ready supported uh, events and trainings that are coming up is to go to your website? Yes, that's right. Um, I guess first thing to say is that applications are always open. So if you go on the website, submit an inquiry, we run, so we'll have um, as part of the process, we have an independent assessment panel that approves the project. Um, and that sits regularly through the year, but we don't have sort of structured waves. We'll take inquiries anytime. So always happy to hear new ideas. So we're expecting more inquiries, more workshops. We're looking into how we run those, as we're saying, through Zoom. And it actually gives us a whole load of new opportunities to engage with different experts across the country. And really, when we talk about going national, the, the big opportunity now is that we have the expert in Queensland and the manufacturer in WA and someone in Victoria and New South Wales. And we're really now able to bring all of these people together. And I think we're very lucky that COVID has also meant that people now accept Zoom as a, a way of having meetings. So we're all very used to it. We often sit in our own offices with our names up and our on our Zoom calls. So I think it actually works really well. So it's given gives us a great opportunity now over the next 12 months to really engage more broadly with the research and manufacturing community across Australia. I guess it's good that the the restrictions have kind of uh, eased in Adelaide that you that you can all hang out in the office together, yeah. which is really nice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're very lucky, so we realise not everyone else has been as fortunate as us here. Well, I think uh, I think we'll leave it there. It's been great to uh, learn more about MDPP and how um, you're running your ready activities. So thank you, uh, Karen and Stephen, for joining Jared and I on the podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you. So this was the MTP Connect podcast. Thanks for listening. Um, we are on all your podcast platforms. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Stitcher and uh, give us a rating, leave a review and subscribe to hear more great stories about the MTP sector. Until next time. <laughs>